Some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada, large one. Yes, coming in uh, a little cold tonight, actually. We've got um, one man short. Uh, your usual host, Sean, has just not turned up tonight and no one can get in touch with him. Best wishes, Sean. I hope you're still alive and you're all good. Jobba, how are you going? Yeah, good. Sean actually has a spicy cough, I believe. So, Oh, that um, explains well, it. Ale- yeah. Allegedly. 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 <laughs> no, I look really good. Um, I had a great week of Champions League football to devour, so I'm really excited to be here tonight. Glad to hear. And uh, Barney, how about yourself? You, you staying away from the spicy cough? Yeah, trying to trying to keep away from Jobber at the moment because he is a super spreader. So as long as I keep my distance from him, I should be safe. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, it's probably best if Sean does have the spicy spicy flu that he's he's not on. It could be throwing his voice off a bit. We want we want nice crispy uh, audio here. So uh, Barney, with your beautiful voice, why don't you take us into some weekly happenings? Alrighty then. So. Uh... United apparently still can't get a manager in. And I mean, after that Champions League performance, they might not need to because Carrick could be signing on the dotted line. <laughs> so they've been, rumor mill has been swelling. Obviously, United looking for a manager. Uh, seems the two front runners, or maybe, maybe just the one front runner at the moment, is Maurizio Pochettino from PSG. Um, unfortunately, PSG aren't going to let him go without having an immediate replacement to come in. And their replacement ideally would be Zinedine Zidane, who apparently doesn't want to come into PSG. So Zidane has got United. Uh, he's holding him down. He's not letting him get a new manager until he decides he is ready. Jobber, what, what do you think about this? That's a massive flex, isn't it? Um mm. I, I don't know. Like it just doesn't doesn't make any sense to me. What what job is Zidane waiting for? So apparently he doesn't want the United job, and now he doesn't want the PSG job. Apparently job he doesn't want, does to, he want. He, he doesn't want to come in halfway through a season. That's the job he doesn't want. Oh he's still, man! He's, even as a player, he was a fucking massive ego, and he hasn't lost it, has he? No. A bit of a knob. Um, <laughs> is that because he doesn't want the United job? No, I don't think. He, I I genuinely don't think he's the right man for the job, and I don't want him to. I think. And it's probably the same not, no. at same at PSG. Like they're asking him to balance out a bunch of massive egos, and he's the biggest ego ever. So I just didn't think it worked. I actually, um, I watched PSG this morning, and I was going to wait for the game to talk about it. But I actually have a lot more hope that they can land Pochettino based on what I have seen from PSG this morning. Yeah, it's really not a match made in heaven over in uh, PSG at the moment. It's always been a bit contentious since he came in, and uh, yeah, I think he could be. On his way out, and I think that's why he's keeps getting linked with it because there are rumors swelling that he's over the PSG job. It's just, yeah, like you say, way too many egos. But I think uh, Peter Schmeichel might have the insider line on this, where he has said that he thinks Stephen Bruce would be a great interim manager for United, and Bruce oh, yeah. has also come out and said he would be interested in the job, and he thinks he could stabilize that change rooms Jobber. of course he could you said Zinedine Zidane's got the biggest ego I think you forgot about Stevie Bruce what? What the what? Say that? Your head job. <laughs> what? That, yes 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 get Bruce yeah. 
it's a coaching job at a big club. It's not a header off a corner. This is not what I want Steve yeah. Bruce doing. Um, I don't know what, what's finished Michael been doing for the past like five years. Twenty five years. Hasn't, hasn't watched a Newcastle game. Like that is that is ridiculous. And I feel like that's again, it's just like the old boys like who's the best man for the job? You know, modern football, all that. Oh, Brucey. Yeah, it's, a, it's a boring safe choice if you ask me. It's it's like the It's a horrible choice. <laughs> it's, <laughs> no, right, it's not a safe choice. It's just a it's just it's just a, it's just a boring dumb choice. Boring, Coming from dumb, a Liverpool fan, I think it's great. <laughs> nah, nah, I think you guys should go with it. You gotta you gotta you know think about your options. And yeah, like Bunny said, like a, a a safe like a boring choice. But sometimes you guys play boring football, so it might be sometimes. might be a good match. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually think if Steve Bruce came in, Ronaldo would cu- like cut up his contract in front of him and walk out. You reckon he doesn't fancy would, running uh, yeah. off Andy Carroll? Mm, okay. <laughs> All right. Let's move I, on. I reckon he could do it. All right. All right. Uh, we'll just quickly touch on this one. I found it really funny. I'll see what you boys think. So the uh, just before the Ajax-Besiktas uh, game started, the Dutch commentators were, you know, talking through the game and they went up to a close-up of the captains and it was uh, Vida from Croatia slash also Besiktas. Uh, was that in there with, um, oh, what's his name? Tadic, Dusan Tadic. They were doing the coin toss. And the commentators basically said, uh, normally Vida can't play around this time because he's too ugly and the children are watching now as well. <laughs> what? what? That's just straight was that up. Was lost in translation or was that... Just, uh, I don't know. The Dutch can be brutal at times. Yeah, a bit too uh, honest, we'll yeah. say. <laughs> I mean, Vita's, Vita's got a rough lid, but like you still don't call him out on like national television like that. That's just what, That's like saying we say before the pod, not on yeah. air. Yeah. What channel is this oh, on? I, I, I don't know. I'd have to go into my Dutch television channels and I'm not too fluent <laughs> yeah, at the moment. But normally, uh, normally you do that after 11 o'clock. Yeah, best not to do that on air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chuck yeah. on the incognito. Yeah, I like the late night content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Watch your subtitles. Exactly. All right, we've got Brentford. have got a bit of an eye on uh, sustainability at the moment. They have set, come out and said that they're not redesigning their kit for next season. They're going to wear the exact same kit as what they've got this season. I'm assuming that means same sponsors as well. Uh, in the sort of the vein of we're trying to be more focused on sustainability and they've liaised with their fans. And they want to just hold this, this shirt at least for two seasons. Josh, do you uh, do you agree with them? Good move by, by Brentford? Uh, yeah. I mean, nothing wrong with the move. It's more the motives behind it. So, I just want to whip around quick and get your thoughts. Uh, is it to save cash or is it genuinely for sustainability and a bit of a PR move? Money, 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 money. <laughs> I mean, it's a win-win when you think about it, but it's uh, but maybe not, I'm just being cynical. You know? They're not saving cash. They're losing cash. You mean because they're like the shirt? Because they would sell more shirts again if they had a new kit out. So they'd sell more, and now so now they're actually going to—they're willing to lose cash in the. Oh, have they done the math on how much? Oh, I'm sure they would have. Yeah, maybe. I'd like, like to their, see those their, their shirt sales aren't going to be anything what like a big team with big players nah. is going to be, but they're still going to lose money because they're not selling more shirts. Yeah, no, you're probably right. I wonder if it comes into the like the sponsorship deal if like there's less money in that too. I think it's just them that like they're not losing as much. Like if you can imagine if United made this statement, think of all the jerseys they've Stock say, price. They had, say they had a shirt last season, they signed Ronaldo, but they don't get any I mean they'll get some 
new sh- like new people buying shirt to play yeah, buying one that's say Ronaldo, but like they're not going to be a new shirt. So like you could think they're going to lose a lot of money. I like United it. I probably should have made new shirts this year. They were pretty honking. Those away strips. <laughs> Did you Jeez. actually? We'll get into it when we talk about the uh, the Champions League. But uh, there was far too many the teams sporting that horrible um, like third kit that we we bagged on at the start of the season. The Puma one, yeah, it's yeah. Nice, so it? we'll get to that. But anyway, carry on, Barn. You've really got the the United disdain out hard and early today. Got to get it out like, early. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. All it's right. My brand. Last- Last one here, Jobber will love this. Actually, probably good Shauno's not on here because you know he's a purist. He doesn't like his game change at all. He's old school like that. Uh, IFAB, who are the uh, international sort of uh, football association, uh, they set a lot of the sort of global global rules for the game, have come out and they said they want to create a sort of Super Bowl halftime show at the halftime of games. They want to extend the, the halftime out to like 25 or 30 minutes, I believe, and, and create some Super Bowl halftime show kind of uh, events what the fuck are they thinking <laughs> I, I wonder is this like for every game or is it just like for like a final like, like the Super Bowl I, has a big show the way I like read it was game? every game which is just the dumbest thing ever it's like, get, like let's have the World Cup every year I get like at like at, say like college football say in, in America or NFL games you know you got a half time break you chuck on the marching band or whatever and they trot around and play some trumpets or whatever but um that's not like a thing in football, especially in like every country. So I don't know. Maybe you could get like a little local countries, like uh, a play or like a dance or something. Just a bit of culture, but I just otherwise I just don't see anything good coming from it. But like, if you like at a a big game, say like a Liverpool United game, and it's so intense with the crowd the whole time, everyone's chanting the whole time, singing songs. You know, cheering on their team. It's so intense. You need that 15-minute break just to get yourself back together for the second half or you're screwed. If you've got a halftime show with this bring out intensity as well during that time, like you, you never get a break. It's too much. It's, yeah, it's but- just such a it's such a bad idea. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, it I, I just feel like no one would watch it anyway. Like you get up and you go to the bar or like it and football is like a real thinking person's game. So 10 minutes you've got half time like you decide and that's over in no time at all. Like 25 minutes. The one benefit I do see is for the people at the game. You know when you're at the game and so you're like, you, you half time, you're like, Shit, let's go get a beer, go to the toilet, whatever. Because of the lines and stuff like that, you're lucky to get back before the action started again. So, at least you got that little extra buffer to get a beer, go to the toilet, stretch your legs, come back, like you said, and you, you're less risk of missing the game. But other than that, no benefit for me. I hate it so much. And just because something's American doesn't make it good. Usually the opposite. Yeah. I was just the, rest of the yeah, American, so. American side of things that they're like, and it's the money, money, money side of things. All right. Let's hand in hand. Let's get into some of the games. So we'll start with a bit of a quick UCL review. And we'll start off with United, who managed to pull a rabbit out of the hat with this one, beat Villarreal 2 0 away. Jobber, I watched some of the highlights of this game, and United were convincing for about the last five minutes of the game. <laughs> That's what I love about yeah. this result is if you, if you watch the if you look <laughs> at the result you're like they've done it bloody <laughs> Carrick's turning things around the performance in the first half was horrible David Ayer was the best player on the pitch again it's quite worrying um, but then for about yeah. ten minutes in the second half we actually played some good football that the first goal was a bit of like a massive gift as well like bad pass bad oh, touch yeah. and good thinking from Ronaldo but yeah man if it wasn't for that it might have been a bit dicey for you guys. Yeah, and like a pretty interesting change. Donny van der Beek 
uh, coming into the starting lineup for Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes actually created the most chances in the group stage in the Champions League so far this year. Um, so I don't know. I don't say. I wouldn't say he's a catalyst for the defeats. No, it's it's like yeah, cool. Get Donny in. That's what a lot of people have been asking for. But it's like, don't take Bruno out. The other two. It's yeah. the other two. <laughs> McTominay, if, McFred. If if you watch the first forty five minutes of that game and no one had told you that, or for somehow you didn't know that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer hadn't been fired, you could have watched the game and assumed he was still there. It was exactly oh, yeah. the same. It was one hundred percent same, and the outcome was you know somewhat the same. What it was like. You get out of jail with a pretty poor performance. The only difference was Jaden Sancho scored, and like, and I think too that covered up from what was an okay performance from him, but it still wasn't very good. Yeah. How um, how uh, quick were the old boys to turn on the United coaching staff once Ollie left? When Carrot got the job, oh. and and the uh, I think the other two backroom staff guys remained, and they were all like, "Oh, I can't believe they'd stay. That's an embarrassment. Like, I'd be so embarrassed to be still be there if." Like, oh, he just got fired. I was like, Jesus. It's, a, it's, a, it's an absolute shamble still. Like, and I, like, I know everyone's joking and laughing, but, like, they're looking for an interim manager. Like, and they're like, oh, we'll fix it. Start. So, like, we just write off this whole year. Yeah, what is Carrick like an interim till the interim manager? <laughs> like, the assistant to the interim just, manager. Like, is, do you even need, like, what's the point of even having a manager at this point? Just, like, let Ronaldo call the lineup and <laughs> let the boys play. That's what you've been doing. At, at least it's brave and new. It's not Steve Bruce. Like, just yeah. play out the end of the season without one and just play see, a coach. Yeah, at like 2.45 on a Saturday, you want to see Ronaldo running around being like, oh, do we have a spare pair of socks? I've got another bloke over here from Portugal who can play. Um, just something they, different. They should just get <laughs> you know. I should just get in the best coach who doesn't whose national team doesn't qualify for the World Cup because that's going to be the side of the next few weeks. It'll be a good a good coach on the you know on the who's looking for an interim job. Get him in there. Take like a who stab knows? on like yeah. Take a stab on someone who's half decent but just hasn't had a like a go at a big club. Like a to see Carrick or something. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> on a positive note, Manchester United now top of the group and qualified for the next phase. So look, great news! It'll ease the congestion later in the season for the fixtures when they get knocked out in the first knockout stage. So happy days. Bye, Ajax. Alrighty. Uh, next game here was Chelsea four Juventus nil, an absolute trouncing from Chelsea, who really put uh, the old Juventus to the sword. Was it? Were there any positives to take from this game for Juventus, or was it just a shellacking? Mm, nah, I, I like we we all sort of saw this result. No, not sorry, not this exact result, but we all thought that Chelsea would win this one. I think, didn't we? But uh, mm. I didn't. I mm. did not think it would be four 0 I thought Chelsea could keep a clean sheet, but I know that you know that classic def- uh, Italian defensive style. I thought Juventus had put up a bit more of a fight, but they they just got torn to shreds at, at certain times. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? We're, we're at the back end of the Juventus dominance era, I think. And even them, like, even as them being, like, competitive in the Champions League, like, that that DeLitt-Bonucci combination, like, Bonucci's not looking – like, he had a really good Euros, but he's not the player he was. And DeLitt's still – Yeah. Come see, come see. But they were just thoroughly outplayed in this one. And um, so badly that even Timo Werner got on the score sheet. Yeah, yeah that's, that's how that's you know it's trouncing, yeah. Well, he almost put you, her over the bar. What do you think of Juventus's uh, uh, middle four? There was four centre midfielders in like a flat four. It was uh, it was like Rabio, uh, Weston McKenney were the wingers, and then there was um, ben, uh, Bentacur and uh, 
Locatelli in the centre. That's a very pragmatic yeah, tough, and, yeah. And I think that that's reflective of where they got torn to pieces. Like, Reese James had another good game. I don't think he's, you know, the English Palais that people are making him out to be. But he did oh, have a God. very strong game. But the, 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 it felt like Juventus set up for him to have a really strong game. Because, like, I felt like they were a bit confused as to when they were going and when they weren't. They tried to sort of outthink them and then got outthought. Yeah, and, and you, when you put like more central type midfielders in that wider position, and they have to defend against those like fast wing backs like Reese James, like that's already a problem having less like uh, physical pacey type players out on those those flanks. But yeah, especially against a team where that's their strength, you, you're even more vulnerable. So it was, a, it was a weird decision. And Rabio Rabio looks genuinely lost when he gets out of the center of the park. Yeah, and this isn't yeah. like he did it a couple of months ago when he was playing for France, and just looks uncomfortable. But like, yeah, Reese James can look like a world class player as well when he hasn't got to defend. All he has to do is attack and can just be free yeah. flying and not have to worry about yeah. running back and defending. Like, it also makes him look a lot, a lot better as well. And like when he can just float at the back post and anything that flies through and doesn't get cleared just sort of skips through to him. He can have a like. I feel like he scores mm. a lot of goals like that. Like he's just floating at the back post unmarked, gets a free hit. And uh, the right right wing back and left wing back for Chelsea basically in an attack set up on top of the box either side of that that mm. D and that's yeah. where, and that's why they get so many goals. But anyway, it's not too much of a concern for Juventus. They both teams here have already qualified. Chelsea will qualify top. Juventus second, so they are both through, which is one bright spot for Juventus. Alrighty, El Gasico was up next, and it was a two-one win to City. Who I'm going to be honest, I thought would after the PSG scored, I didn't think they'd be able to get back out of this. Really, yeah. I thought, I thought, I thought Man City pretty I strong. Thought, yeah, I thought Man City were way better. Yeah, but after the first game was like that as well. Man City yeah. dominated, PSG scored, and then they just put a block on. They couldn't score. So I feel like the difference between the two teams is like you watch City and you see City's shape and the way that you had like Mares comes in. You've got no De Bruyne, you've got no Foden, but you've got Mares comes in, plays an absolute stormer. But with PSG, you've got like a, basically a seven and three setup. Like it just looks yeah. really disjointed. Yeah. But what they have is three attacking players who are just outrageously good. Well. Uh, Mbappe, Mbappe, I have my not my doubts about, but like I just, I don't know if his ability matches his hype. Sometimes, like he's, I think he's very good, but is he like exceptionally amazing, world class? I, he's still got a way to prove himself. Yeah, I think. and I, this, this game for me was like, yeah, he's probably not quite there. I, yet. I, I seriously think that Neymar's the one lacking in that front three at the moment. Whoa, it's a bit out of form, but he's yeah, close. yeah. No, but I, 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 overall, Neymar is better than Mbappe at the mm. moment. But like, I'd say, like, yeah. like, like in form wise, I think Mbappe's like streets ahead of him at the moment, and it's just like Neymar hasn't. I haven't seen him play a good game at Champions League in so long. He played yeah. exceptionally well last year against Bayern Munich. Yeah, that's I mean, that's last year. That's yeah. like um, but five games. Ago. But what I did, like Man City, look, that's a team that's just so well organised, and they just keep drilling away at you. Um, PSG, I could see why this would piss Pochettino off. Like it's just so unbalanced. It'd be like there's you have to play those three, but I don't know. For me, they they're just so good that it works, but it's never going to be like efficient or effective, and you're not going to be able to put together like you know amazing passages of play over the duration of a game, like you just have snippets because it's just so unbalanced that it looks uncomfortable. I think Pochettino's style as well is like building a team. He's not, yeah. he's not, he's never had to manage superstars. And, um, and I think he's really, he's good at really managing a team. You can see that at Southampton, you can see that at Tottenham, you can see that even at Espanyol, but like, uh, like this is a completely different job. And yeah, I don't know if that's his style. 
I don't know if that just that probably just doesn't suit, honestly. And he may never see, you know, the success they want at PSG just because that's not his style. So, yeah, yeah. It, it could be a tough time for him there. Yeah. So, last wait, game we wait, had. Wait, one, one the, last thing. Oh. I feel like I would betray myself if I didn't bring this up. That touch Go from on. Bernardo Silva for Jesus' goal was out of this world. Mm. And Lays the, big, back the thing for me was oh. that. Not the not just the touch though, but because he he it's everything like the wind up. He winds up like he's about to belt it, and the last second he just kills it. So that I, that extra little flair does it for th- me too. I think I also saw a stat where he didn't miss any pass he attempted. It was like forty three of forty three, all hundred percent completion. Not bad Unreal for a player. Yeah, he's in red hot form. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, last game we had Liverpool two Porto nil. So Liverpool still hold their perfect record. And Josh, what a goal by Thiago. Goal of the tournament? No. So far? Nah, you know, actually, I don't think it is or will be, but it's it's one of the it's just like one of those goals that's just really satisfying to watch. The way oh, it yeah. skids up off the deck. It looks like remember those like Waboba balls you'd like throw in the in the yeah. water and they'd skid like that? It was like that on a, the pitch, just so, like the back. Um, oh. <laughs> a Wahoo, is it? Um no, so, Waboba, yeah, mate. Ball. Oh, I don't know what that is. Um Not so sponsored. like it was it was particularly pleasing the structure where it bounced too, but um, the second goal was not. The second goal was really hard to watch for me. So it was like a sixty yard <laughs> club up the field to by Morton sell up. by the yeah. young fella. Yeah, by um, Morton clips it over. The left back gets himself at six and seven. The most doesn't really do anything to him. Nah. And then Henderson comes forward and the left back continues his wonderful grain of form there and just loses Salah. And then the centre back <laughs> comes across and just puts a pathetic attempt to block. Yeah, it's absolutely mugged off. And then Salah hits it at the near post. Near post, and the yeah. Like, touches it. I know. Like, I, I agree with you that the left the left back was left back was at sixes and sevens. I agree. But also, did you see as soon as Salah started cutting in, did you see the gap the centre back continued to leave between him and the left back? It was yeah. like ten meters, and Salah was clearly running into that spot. I'm like, just take two steps closer to him. Oh, it was it was terrible defending. Yeah. Man. yeah. It, it was a bit of a, a clown clown show, that's for sure. It was it was pretty good to watch. Um, but yeah, it's good to see Hendo get an assist there. Does that count an assist as an assist for you, Jabba? I give, it, I, give, I give it to the Porto left back yeah. <laughs> or the goalkeeper. <laughs> and the, it was so funny because the commentator goes, Salah's beaten him with his eyes there. And I'm like, yeah, he, I did he, hear he that. He, he, can't, he can't do that. Like, he literally can't do that. He has he gave to beat him, the him eyes. with his shot. Yeah. <laughs> I think Porto's um, beaten themselves in that goal. It was a nice little pass in the first half to um, Mane from Thiago as well, where Mane scored what would have been the opener, but it was deemed to be offside. When I looked at the, I'm like, how is that? I just still couldn't believe how that was offside. Like they drew the line down from his like elbow, like his arm again, like his shoulder. I was like, I thought we got over this. Thought we that's not a rule anymore. But his foot was on. Didn't, I don't know. Didn't didn't you see Mane was wearing tear offs? That's why they went from the end of his sleeve. <laughs> he needs he, to. Yeah. He torn his sleeves off. Yeah, That's so that right. was mainly for the assist from Thiago. It was a nice little like reverse ball. I like those, but um, um, still a good yeah, Josh, win. I actually think they start they start the line at Mane's hairline. <laughs> yeah. So he's got probably it's all right back. He's got he's got fifteen to twenty centimeters that he needs to be behind. That. So he started like, ten uh, centimeters behind. Like, <laughs> like, like Javinho has to be about a meter on side then. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, all right. I think that means all the English clubs are now officially qualified through to the round of 16, which will be great for the coefficient. All righty. 
let's move on to the EPL. And the first game we've got here is, uh, is this a derby? No, nah, not really. It's definitely a six pointer. Arsenal versus Newcastle. How how it's is a six this a, pointer? How, how is this a derby, Sam? Yeah, talk me through. I was looking at the list. I was trying to think. I was trying to think. I was trying to think of the last French player to go between Arsenal and Newcastle, and I couldn't think uh, of it. The next one is. But we'll get to uh, that. It, was, it was it was a big link. Anyway, Arsenal versus Newcastle. <laughs> Arsenal obviously got absolutely trounced last week. Uh, Newcastle still have not got a win. I think Eddie Howe will be actually on the sidelines this week. He's got rid of the spicy cough and he is allowed on the sidelines. Jobber, have Arsenal got to worry here that Newcastle could pop pop in a win? Uh, yeah, I backed Arsenal last week and they were extremely, oh, extremely God. disappointing. Um, they were in a red-hot run of form. <laughs> you also but, said Traore uh, would score, so that's two. <laughs> that's 32 in a row I've got wrong. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I suppose it's interesting because Arsenal will be a little bit low on confidence, but I think there's a bloke by the name of Joe Willock who's really got something to prove this week. And I think with Alan at Maximan on the pitch, obviously got in the goals last week as well, he could cause Arsenal some problems. Um, and I think because they're a team that likes to play out from the back now, I think Sir Maximan will get some chances like high up the pitch to run at players like that will be exploited. And Arsenal do tend to have this habit too of getting a little bit stretched. I think he, Alisson Maximan can really thrive in these types of spaces. Like, and you've seen it, Arsenal. I don't know if it's the way they want to play or if they just get a bit fatigued, but I really think he could cause them some problems. I actually think this will finish a draw. Ooh. Yeah, I, I think it could be a, a score draw like Newcastle had last week, 3 all. I think it could see something similar because, yeah, now with Eddie Howe at the wheel, it's going to be a lot more, I guess, forward playing and uh, they'll be a lot more open at the back, Newcastle. So they're going to concede some, but they'll also score some more with like players like Sam Maximan and Wilson. So... Yeah, I I worry a bit for Arsenal here that if this is a bad ends up being a bad result for them that the AFTV subscriptions will uh, go flying and will all start the downhill slide again for Arsenal because all it takes is two weeks and it all turns to shit for that club. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back from their slacking last week. But uh, yeah, it could be could be an exciting game. Barney, if they win and West Ham lose. They'll go back in the Champions League spots, but so a lot of upside. Mm, I do love six, a good score draw. Pointer. No, so. they've, they've also got to score like <laughs> six goals and West Ham have got to lose by about four. They're playing City. Could West happen. Yeah. Could happen. Worry for City. I, I, I'm on the same sort of mindset. I think uh, I could see this being a draw. I think, I don't know. I, I can't. I just The thing I can't see happening is Newcastle winning. I'd love to see it, but I just can't see it happen. So I'll reckon Arsenal by one or a score draw. Maybe I love a two-all. Nothing like a score draw as a neutral, is there? If their their form this year, Newcastle, definitely indicates that they will not win. That is yeah. that is one thing that's certain. <laughs> Finally break the duck. <laughs> <laughs> Adama Traore to come in and score for Newcastle. <laughs> that's more likely than a win for Newcastle. Yeah. Alrighty, let's get into this next one here. We've got... Liverpool versus Southampton. It's the Southampton I'm call derby. this the transfer derby. Yeah, yeah. Because this is derby. where the South this is where the Southampton players put themselves on the market for their transfer to Liverpool next year. So big yeah. match for those. It's like an exhibition match. Yeah. Exactly. Josh, pretty standard for you blokes. Nothing nothing too exciting here. You'd like to think so. So I'm gonna yeah. Uh, we got pretty comfortable result like this morning and didn't have to play too full strength of a squad. So I think 
most of the boys should be pretty fresh. Uh, Van Dyke coming back in on the weekend, I'd imagine. The big big three up front, or three of the four at least, um, should be enough to get the job done. It seems like it doesn't matter too much who's rotating through the midfield at the moment. Um, especially, I think, if we've got like Fabinho there, it doesn't really matter who the other two are at the moment. Um, so I'd like to think we can get a comfortable result here, but you, you know, you just never know with the be a bit of a banana peel team. Are you, are you a bit worried after Southampton's um, performance last week against Norwich? Yeah, they. You know what they're like <laughs> when they lose. They come, you know, they come back harder than Man City. So mm. you, you don't be on the end of that one. I I don't think you have any reason to worry about a team that recently came off a two-one loss to Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when you put it like that, I'd I mean, be relatively confident. I think Southampton tend to be the opposite of City. When City lose, they bounce back ferociously. When Southampton lose, they seem to go on a streak. Oh, I'm trying to be polite. I do think Liverpool are going to belt them. I'm just trying to be not too polite. Yeah, well, no, look, and I understand because Norwich um, ended that 36-game losing run in the Premier League last week. So who knows what could happen from here. But I'm relatively <laughs> confident that uh, Liverpool will win probably by a few. Let's yeah, hope I, so. I think Liverpool rotate the squad a little as well. They won't, it won't be a full-strength 11. I think you'll see Van Dijk come back in, but then some maybe some centre midfielders gets in and out. Maybe Thiago yeah. might start again. Who knows? Also, just want to cast your mind back to January briefly. Do you remember what happened with Ralph Hasenhutl in this particular fixture? Oh, he yeah. cried when they drew. They, they won, won, and they there, won. Were, there were tears on the pitch. So I'd love to. I would controversy love to see that again. in that game. Yeah, yep. I would cry after a loss to Norwich. I wouldn't cry after a win against Liverpool. Very true. All right. The next one we've got here, would you believe it? It's another derby. This is the derby of Go the on. managers who is the who is who decides the to be the best centre midfielder of all time in the APL. Wait, is so this it's, Vie- it's Vieira oh. versus Jezza? They're just gonna, <laughs> open gonna the come game out on by top. two running they're both gonna run into the centre of the pitch and just slide and two foot each other and in whoever this, wins wins suits. the game. Yeah. Neither yeah, of those suit. two players <laughs> is the best Premier League centre midfielder ever. Um even if, like, still in the prem. Yeah, but what what are you judging it on? Is it Steven Gerrard's Premier League titles? Like, I'm judging know. it on that these two are the two that are the managers, and hard that's all men. I've got to go with. The I'm hard men of all. Crystal Palace versus Aston Villa, mate. I've got to make it interesting somehow. Yeah, how would this make the fucking running? <laughs> it was because, it was for, it was for that one only. <laughs> all right, let's move on. <laughs> because Crystal Palace has seven draws, um, <laughs> which is just fantastic. So Aston Villa have only drawn one. Se- Crystal Palace have drawn seven, and I am liking what I see from Palace as to how hard they're to beat. Mm. And I just don't know which Aston Villa is going to turn up. Um, but I, I think this game will be a draw. Because um, I just feel like Crystal Palace don't know any other way. I, only like, only Liverpool and Chelsea have lost less games than Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace, there you go. That's a good record. You take that stat to the bank. <laughs> I'd like to see Villa win, obviously, for Stevie G's sake. But like your job, I think that Crystal Palace actually are coming pretty good at the moment. So I think they'll win by a goal. Should be an interesting affair. And I Connor Gallagher's going to get one. A goal oh. and an assist. I hope so. He's got him in the fantasy team again. Yeah, I got to remind. I think I put him in. Oh, he's good value. Get on him if you have everyone. Him. Yeah, don't actually, forget, unless do it now unless you're playing you're me this week, don't put him in. Oh yeah, bet you. Alrighty, can. let's move on to Manchester City versus West Ham. Probably actually, nah. It's not. It's almost game of the weekend. This should be a very good affair. I think obviously City are going to dominate the ball and just put so much pressure on West Ham. But I think. West Ham will be able to catch them out at least once or twice and 
could get a couple past him. I think it's going to be very interesting to watch this one. He's saying they're going to lose 5-1. <laughs> you heard it here first. That's official. Let's end the pod. Um, no, I reckon, I reckon that Man City are going to be just too strong. I don't even think the West Ham are going to score in this game. I think it's going to be another 2-3-0 for Man City and a bit of a, another reality check for West Ham. Um, but the thing with West Ham, if they're losing these games to, say, Chelsea, Man City, and sort of teams around the top four, then that's okay. That's like they're the games that they can afford to lose. They just need to make sure they beat everyone else. So, I don't know. What do you reckon, Job? So, Manchester City have won nine of their 10 Premier League games against West Ham under Pep Guardiola, but he hasn't run into a West Ham like this yet, boys. Um, and I know we, we expected them to to slip up against Liverpool. They did not. And I'm just wondering if that rearguard action that they had against Liverpool could propel them onto something here. Because I think this, like I know it's odd to say, but City style kind of plays into West Ham's hands a little bit here as like West Ham very comfortable sitting back, defending deep, like all good Moisey sides can. And then they can do a bit of damage with Jared Bowen and Mikel Antonio on the counter-attack. And I think some of those City defenders, like I know it's it's weird to say about a team that is that good, but they're not actually that good at defending. Like no, they're, yeah. They're I mean, good at like you... snuffing out the threat through using the ball really well, but they're not like natural defenders. You saw Stones, right, what he tried to do in the PSG game far out. Like, yeah. That's I sort of error. Yeah, I, like yeah, like you said, Joe, I don't – yeah, I think they're vulnerable sort of defensively, but I just don't feel like they're going to give up – like West Ham just won't see enough of the ball to be able to mount any sufficient attack, I feel. But, yeah, like I think if they do get a decent amount of possession, then they, they will have that opportunity. But uh, I just – yeah, I'm confident that City can maintain the ball for long enough periods of time and, and that's their – quote, defending, I guess. Yeah, so West Ham have taken just five points from 75 available in Premier League away games against reigning champions. One (laughs) win, two draws, 22 losses, and their only victory against champion was against Manchester United in December 2001. That's a terrible record. It's a weird stat, but it sounds horrible. (laughs) How long do you reckon it takes them to get these stats when they see this? Who goes looking for them? Oh, that took me probably a day and a half, but it was worth it. Yeah, yeah. You get paid for Job's it. Job's gone to shit, yeah. but... Yeah. Yeah, I I, I, uh, I, think if uh, West Ham can hold out for a while and um, sustain that onslaught from City, then they have a chance to frustrate them into making a mistake. But if City score early, I think it's, it's uh, time to start worrying if you're a West Ham fan. Also, bad news for West Ham, I believe Ogbonna is out for the season as well. Which is a big loss for them oh, at the heart geez. of defense. He's going to so clean up the goalkeeper. Be... <laughs> Zuma. Never going to score. <laughs> Zuma, yeah. Zuma, Zuma, Zuma definitely will. <laughs> yeah. They're fine there. All right. Let's move on to Leicester City versus Watford. Uh, seeing as Shawno isn't on the show yeah, scrap today. This shit. Uh, well, no, we won't scrap it just yet. <laughs> but what we will do is. I'll start with it, and Josh, maybe you can continue on with it. I'll start the self-deprecation for Leicester. So, oh, yeah, the boys aren't looking too good. Oh, so oh, many injuries. So many injuries. Yeah, I don't know. If we had a deeper squad and more money, then form probably, bad. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know. Like, we just can't defend. We signed maybe the boys are settling into that middle mid-table form that we're, we're appropriate <laughs> to. a defender who can't play in our one defensive system we're good at. So, I don't know. Just boys, really like, what for looking really good. Like, yeah. Through all know. the self-deprecation, Barney, we have um, former Leicester City manager, of course, Claudio Ranieri, coming back to um, the King Power. That's so, a derby. But, 
It is a derby of sorts. And obviously <laughs> Watford, Watford after last week, like, you, you know, they're basically champions-elect after their performance last week. Um, <laughs> oh. I, I, I genuinely think based on the confidence they'll get from last week and the way they dismantled Manchester United, I think they'll win this game because I just – I've lost all faith in Leicester City to I do too. consistent performances. Yeah. They've cu- they're going to come at them hot, that's for sure, and it'd just be whether Leicester City and, and Johnny Evans' foot can hold up. But that's exactly the thing because last week Watford came out and they like really got on the front foot against Manchester United. Not necessarily in like an attacking sense, but in the defensive sense. They really put a lot of pressure on Manchester United. And I think if they do the same thing to Leicester City, the way that Leicester have started the last couple of games have just been absolutely diabolical. I think Watford could pinch one early and go on with it. Yeah, I could see that happening. I wouldn't be disappointed if it did either. So uh, I, I, the way Watford oh, played last week. Oh, and the injuries. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny Evans is having surgery ten minutes before the game. He should be all right, but he won't be a hundred percent. But yeah. and even even I would say home for Leicester. I mean, like when they they turned out against Arsenal and they were at home, they were they were diabolical. That first like half an hour, they were all over the place. So yeah, if what if we can get on top early here, it is bad time for Leicester fans. So sorry, Shawno, uh, you've picking up the L this week. Yeah, true feelings have come out in your absence. Exactly, but Barney, don't don't uh, use all your self-deprecating uh, too early because uh, the next game is going to be a juicy one for you. Well, Burnley versus Tottenham, and before I can say it, how did this one make the running order? Fuck yeah, no, no, I think it's it match of the it, week. No, it, made it, it made it because it's game of the week. <laughs> bloody Burnley in there, mate. Of course, it's on the running order. Did you see that three-three <laughs> last week with Cornet bloody special score draw, boys. Yeah. Score draw. <laughs> Tottenham have to muster a shot on target for us to get a score draw, don't they? We got four and one half. Give us a break. <laughs> okay. All right, Barney. What's it? What's your real feel on this one? Is this the week we finally see that Conte aggression go up against Daishi's boys? Oh, I think they'll win. I don't think it will be a big win, but I think I think they'll be able to squeak one out here. Still, still uh, learning the system and still learning how Conte wants us to play. So there's going to be some mistakes in there. Hopefully, it doesn't lead to goals. I think as long as the ball stays away from uh, Cornet, we should be pretty safe. But Burnley have some big outs. I think they got Tarkovsky's out. Um, uh, wet, uh, is it Ashley Westwood? Is it Westwood? I think I can't remember. There's Ashley one. Of, they got like That's mm, Chris Wood or Chris Ashley Wood, Ashley Barnes. <laughs> they've got like two or three of their starting eleven players out on top of already, injuries they already had. So especially like someone like Tarkovsky going, that's huge for them. So yeah, I think. Tottenham will be too good here, maybe like a 2-0 win, but nothing, you know, ridiculous here. Hmm. Yeah, so I think look, my stat, my yeah, stat attack here, Halsey, for this one is only Norwich have had fewer stat shots. Attack. Only <laughs> Norwich have had fewer shots than Tottenham <laughs> in the Premier League so far. Tottenham era, D, in the Premier League era. Spurs, Spurs, Spurs record of 10.3 shots per game is their lowest on record in a single Premier League campaign. But... Uh. They've only failed to score in one of their 14 games against Burnley. And they've also okay. kept eight clean sheets. So history is on your side, Sam, for you to beat Burnley in this six-pointer. Well, yeah, I think that Tottenham's attacking style isn't too bad against Burnley when it, when it's flowing. Because you, you talk about, say, Liverpool often do those like crosses into the box. And so they have a lot of attacking possession, but it just gets headed out. No worries. Whereas Tottenham aren't really an aerial team or, or crossing team. It's a lot of like sort of slick passing, kind of counter-attacking a bit with Sun and Kane when it's going well. So I feel like that'll work. That'll Burnley struggle with that, the ball in the deck. I, I feel like Eric Dyer's probably built for this game because I think we all know what they're in for. Um, I'm just not sure Ben <laughs> Davies and Tanganga are built for this. Like Chris Wood bloody turned them over. Dyer's going to get a car. He's going to get sent off. 
yeah, I think you see Sanchez in here instead of like uh, maybe Ben Davis or probably more likely instead of Tanganga because like a bit more physicality on the back there, bit of speed like that. You need that against a, a Burnley team. Yeah, for no, sure. fair. Harry, Harry Kane to break his duck. <laughs> it's him fill, or Traore. Fill his, fill his boots in the Conference League and then go bang one home against Burnley. Yeah, how do you go? I, 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 I know he'll play tomorrow. Uh, I honestly yeah. don't know what the, what to expect from him anymore. I've, he's lost me. But it's hopefully kind of sad, he isn't it? Yeah, it brings a tear to my eye. Yeah. Just like our goal difference, which is the same as Burnley's, but we've scored less goals. I didn't realize oh, how, how scored less goals than Burnley. That's your stat job. We scored 11 goals, conceded 17. They've scored 14, conceded 20. That's right there in front of you on the ladder. Out. The goal differences this year are so bad. Outside of the top three and, and maybe West Ham, there's shit. Arsenal's in fifth with negative four goal difference. That is yeah, terrible. Yeah, that's fucked. That's so bad. All right. Let's get on to the game of the week here. Chelsea versus Man United. Chelsea coming off an absolute shellacking of Juventus. Man United coming off their own sort of shellacking at the hands of Watford. Does this scare you? Because it scares me and I'm not a fan of our team. Hang on, Barney. I just want to correct you there because you're saying that Chelsea are coming off a win in the Champions League, which is a shellacking. Manchester United are coming off a massive win during the week in the Champions League. Uh, I'll have you know this is my my narrative and I'll tell the lies where I need to. (laughs) That that Watford game is a distant memory. We've all moved on. We're a successful Premier League club and what you do want coming into Chelsea is an interim manager. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so like... It scares the shit out of me, this game, to be honest, Um, because uh, Romelu Lukaku, I think, got a couple of minutes this week, um, and he'll be out there with something to prove. Chelsea are way better, and they actually know what they're doing. Uh, I I don't know. I I just feel like this is the one where we're like, well, we just not have good players, but Chelsea probably have better players. And it's not going to be enough (laughs) to bail us out. Yeah, and a better coach. And And a system. Yeah, system and... Yeah, deep squad. Form. Yeah, <laughs> confidence. Yeah. Anyway, I think... Um, Better plastic I, fans. I'm like scared for Carrick too because he's just been thrown in the mixer here and he seems like a nice guy, but I think he's, they're going to get the shit belted out of him this week. And it's just... <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm most excited to to watch... I don't know. It's been, been a, a theme of mine lately is I enjoy watching some horrific defending. So like your Suyon choose a bit of your um, <laughs> you won't <teams>. here, <laughs> and I'm really excited to watch Harry Maguire this week if he starts. So, um, oh wait, he did he miss a week for his card? Yeah, Harry, he one Harry, he got off. Harry will no. miss one week. No, I, I thought he'd get off, but you can't get off from two yellows. Um, nah, I'm so, not watching then. So yeah, Harry's out this week, so that means Lindelof and Bay. And I know you boys are big fans of Eric <laughs> Bay, and yeah. he uh, won't. I'm, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna let, no, I'm not gonna be putting that boat. That was Sean O. He said that comment. I wasn't backing him up on that nah, one. none of us were. <laughs> He's shocking. Yeah. He, he's not on the pod to defend himself, so we'll take that one. Yeah. Be tough I, the day, yeah. Oh, it's, this is going to be, I'll call it now, man of the match uh, for United to Haya. It's going to be. He's going to save. Man United like, lose 4-0 yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to be one of those guys. He's going to save like 10 absolute screamers, uh, concede four more worldies, and then uh, man United defense in shambles. Uh, I think Luke Shaw's also out for this game. Jobber, is that correct? It's probably a benefit. Potentially. I think Alex Tellers played during the week. Um, Didn't look good. No. <laughs> but, yeah, potentially he might be out in that. I don't know if that hurts or it's better right now. Luke Shaw's, his form is not um, not great, but 
he, I think he's better than Tello. So hopefully he gets in. But Mish is not. Don't really. It's worrying to know they don't really have any injury concerns. But I'm also interested to see if he goes with that Donny Van de Beek Bruno Fernandez combination. Just you know, throw caution to the wind. I mean, you're yeah, gonna lose any well at this stage. Yeah, you're gonna lose. So you may as well just like test something out, right? Exactly. It's a free hit for him. Like he's not gonna. He, oh well, I hope to God he doesn't get the job, but he might. <laughs> um, All right. That so that wraps up the games. Before we get into Jobber's multi and a bit of a fantasy update from Josh, we'll just touch on the uh, email in your fave moments. So Jobber got some more illicit texts, um, some very disgusting Nothing emails. To do with the pod, yeah, just abuse, yeah. really. Uh, a lot of scam emails. He clicked on a lot of different links. He's got a lot of different Trojan viruses roaming through his computer. So if you hear any weird noises, that's what they're from. Um, and unfortunately, we didn't get any more emails in because Jobber's computer's got a so many virus. viruses. <laughs> so many viruses. He's got, he, he can't look through the pop-ups to get to the emails. So we're going to have to give this one to Salmon, who's emailed him last week. He's done it. Congratulations, nice. Salmon. Job will you- put that one on the gold, and he will be sending you a mug. Come to the uh, fan meetup uh, and you can have your favorite team's T-shirt signed by Sean Pye. <laughs> the, the fan, and the fan, the fan meetup, is that one of those chuck the car keys in the bowl type scenarios? <laughs> no, not your usual Friday, thanks, Joel. Just keep that in front of your private life. <laughs> the fan meetup. Yeah, it's in a cottage in the woods. Come down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gemma, have you got a multi for us or do I have to riff a bit more? Ah, uh, no, I do, Sam. So the problem last week was that I went with that you did it. Mm. You ignored <laughs> our advice. So look, I got I got some correspondence. Okay, sorry, Jabba, from- Jabba, but before you start this multi, if United are in this, we're and not, not okay, losing. We're not accepting it. Yeah, <laughs> and not losing. We're not accepting it. We'll not be putting it to the, the pod. To, to be determined. Um. So anyway, so I got a supercomputer this week, and this is what it punched out. So Liverpool to beat Southampton. Hmm. All in agreement. Yeah, yep. tell me more. Yeah, Manchester City to beat West Ham. Yeah, go on. Yeah, risky, but I'll take it. Chelsea versus Manchester United. Both teams to score. <laughs> to happen. <laughs> oh, that must be pain. No, actually, no. Che- Chelsea have conceded four goals this season. What basis yeah, do you have for this bet? Going to be five by the end of the weekend. Um. <laughs> Knowledge is power. I don't know. There's, I think there's one of the United forwards who scored like 900 career goals is my basis. Oh, yeah. So suck Not recently. Scored, he scored yesterday. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. How many, how, how many did he goal. score against Watford? <laughs> uh, did, he, did he score against Watford? Oh, no, I can't Donny. remember, but I was Donny. just really hoping he would No, he laid it back yeah. across. Oh, buddy Donny. Um, Arsenal versus Newcastle, both teams to score based on yeah, my maximum cool. theory. Cool. Leicester versus Watford, both teams to score. Um, yeah. Yep. So ten dollar dues will pay eighty seven dollars and seventy cents for that. I reckon I'm just gonna go on United record. In. Yeah, I'm gonna go on record here and just say that I don't think Manchester United are gonna score. And I will accept this this uh multi, but I'm not uh positive about it for that reason. So brave. <laughs> We'll mm-hmm. accept it, but we want absolutely nothing to do with <laughs> yeah. it. Just want the record to reflect. <laughs> uh, yeah. but, then, I, but, then if, but then if we win, I want to talk about how good we were. <laughs> when, when <laughs> what a team brave, we are. Yeah. <laughs> when I flick through the transcripts after the show, I'll let you boys know that it is it is on the record. Um, but no, look, very confident in this one. So, look, if you want to get in touch with us, reach out at footballplaydonpaper at gmail.com, Facebook, Football Played on Paper, Twitter, Football on Pods. Halsey, I think we're also moving into a new technological space. Um, yeah, I won't. 
give too many details away, uh, but we are and and feel free to voice your your feedback to us via the emails or just like if you see Job at the street, yell at him or something. Um, In between or, those or, chopper shots you're sending him. Yeah, all the socials. But we are planning on moving the show to, uh, well, eventually more of a, a live format. Um, so, we want to do like a live stream and that way you guys can kind of interact with us a bit more and then that way we can still upload as a podcast. So, let us know what you think if we were to do it on Twitch or and or YouTube. But uh, that's the plan moving forward. We'll keep you guys up to date with all that though. Um I'll hit you guys with a quick fantasy update too because I feel like we haven't done that in a couple of weeks and uh, I know people are always sitting on the edge of their seats to find out how they're sitting on the table. So, I won't go through the results but with 10, what are we, week 13 or so, we've got uh, top four, JK Reds, ALWFC, both sitting on 30 points and then trailing behind in third and fourth on 27 points, we have Bustalona and Jobba the Hutt. I think feel like that's been the top four for quite some time now. So, they're starting to push a oh, better top six is starting to form. And scroll down all the way to the bottom. We've got Soy Milk FC, Intermi Van and Durry Hills FC occupying the, the relegation zone, which I think they have been for much of the season. And Jabba, I just like to remind you, you are sitting just above the drop zone on equal points with Soy Milk FC. So, be scared. Those bottom four are like well down the bottom as well. Like two game gap between... Yeah, that's like group. when you forgot. You just I, I'll assume that they just haven't. They forgot about the fantasy, or they just you, you've given up on it, which I do often too. So I'll, I understand. I'll get back into it before the Christmas break. So, boys, we have a few minutes left, and I wanted to try something a bit different. So this week was short, absent. We're not going to do um, my game, Throwback FC, because I think Sean's critical. Barney, last week you really didn't pull your weight. So I'm going to give you a bit of a quiz. So I've delved deep into my outstanding Premier League knowledge and I have a I have a little situation for you. So I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you two minutes, right? And between the two years, there are five players in Premier League history who have scored five goals in a game. I want to see in two minutes how many you boys can name. That's a good one. Yeah. Shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna start I'm gonna let your I can see your worrying Sam. So I'm gonna give you ten seconds and I'm just gonna tell you that I sincerely don't think you'll get it. I don't um, either. Okay. So you got can you two us, minutes. Can you give us any, any, any clues? Yeah, definitely. They all played in the Premier League between mm, 1992 mm-hmm. and 2001. Um, that, that, hey, 2001? 2021. 2021. Oh, um, damn, that might oh, have actually been a good clue. clue. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I feel like there should be enough in you to – I reckon you won't get one of the five, but I reckon you should be able to get the others. Ready? Time starts – I'll tell you when you get him correct too. Oh yeah, okay. so you reckon we should get four out of five? All right, I reckon oh, you so get four we, out of five. Oh, and there's no, yeah, we got no, we can just keep like slinging them out. There's no you wrong got guesses. Two minutes, right? sling them out, and oh jeez, go for it. Ready, um, set, go. Jermaine Defoe. Ah, uh, correct. Yes. Nice one. Uh, I feel, That's all I, I got. Yeah, you want to rattle off some like big scores <laughs> like Alan Shearer? Correct. Mm, wow, he actually uh, did get five. Yeah. Uh, Ian Wright. Incorrect. Uh, Andy Cole. Correct. Well done, Sam. Nice one. Dwight oh, York. No, correct. Sydney FC legend. Yeah. yeah. He might have got four goals in a game once for memory. I know. I've thought of a couple that got four, but I'm like, they. Mane got red. four, didn't he? he yeah. Hit five, though, did he? Say it. Mane? Mane? No. No, no, I didn't think so. Harry Kane hasn't got five, has he? Uh, maybe Not, in a, maybe in in a the, season. Maybe in a conference league. <laughs> What about what about Wazza? <laughs> Sam Marino? Uh, no, incorrect. 
No Van Persie. No. Ooh. Thierry Henry. No, has four, but. <sighs> Van Nistelrooy? No. <sighs> hmm. Tony Yaboa. No, he actually, to be honest, Tony Yaboa didn't score as much as you think he did. And I'd like to get that out. He just scored he just outrageous. Scored scored. I think he just only so scored much. three. Yeah. <laughs> you've got a minute to go and you've got uh, three. How we got? One minute. Um, I'm pretty oh. happy with three so far. So yeah, no. yeah, but um, you need two more to get them all, Sam. That's the bloody point. And he, he doesn't reckon we're going to get one. One's going to be a wild card that was like such a fluke like by a midfielder or something, isn't what, it? One is so obvious, it's like hitting you in the face. If you think Aguero. Bang, there it is. That's four out of five. All right, all right, fine, uh, right. Okay. We're going to find some wild cards in here. All right. Uh, lateral. 30 seconds <laughs> to go. <laughs> oh, can, you give us a de- can you give us a decade? Uh, yeah, still playing. Post, post 2000s, not still playing. Post 2000s, okay. Oh, that was a good uh, year. Cesc Fabregas. That's stupid, Sam. No. <laughs> yeah. you got 15 <laughs> seconds, so I'm going to try and give you a hint. So this one's particularly uh, close oh, to God. my heart. Early 2000s. It's not Robin Van Persie. Oh. Uh, oh, this is awesome. Chikorita? What a finish. Five. No. Four. <laughs> close, oh, but shit. three. Two. That's oh. time, boys. So it was. Don't. I'll give you one last guess. Close to my uh, heart, not Van Persie, not Rooney, 2000 striker, Manchester United player. Oh, Ronaldo. No. No. Very no. close, but from that brilliant era where that Manchester United had three amazing strikers, one of them went on to captain Man City, and the other one was Sam, former Spurs legend. What, Michael Carrick? Dimitar Berbatov. <laughs> oh, oh Berbatov. son of a bitch. Scored five goals in a 7-1 win over Blackburn Rovers. That was the one oh. I didn't think he'd get. Nah, he's fair. so good. Yeah. But, uh, he scored a shitload of goals. He, he did. did. Yeah, and he's got a bag against Blackburn. So that was a good effort, boys. You just did what I thought you would do. Um, failed. Failed miserably. <laughs> kind of like the multi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So that'll do us, boys. So do we have anything nice to sign off with? Yeah, nah. Go the... Fuck United. Yeah. I was, I, <laughs> I was thinking of it. I didn't want to say it. All right. Yeah. All Thank right. you, boys. All the best. Some Man City fan apparently slugged him. Oh, I like Jeremy. Shit, you're old. It was a direct attack at you. Like, you look every bit 30, huh? He'll be killed by a number of men in the dugout. Watch, watch, rumbles on. Pina colada. Large one. <laughs> <laughs>